Hey there, and welcome to the Heart of a Mill Spouse podcast, where we focus on re-sparking your inner purpose using empowered action and personal growth tools. I'm Jayla Ray Ardeline, your host and late career Army Mill Spouse. I joined this lifestyle later in life and the learning curve was gigantic. Since the day I said yes to this relationship over five years ago, I've been collecting and curating personal growth tools to support you. So excited you've tuned in. Welcome to the deployment series. So for practical and obvious reasons, the Heart of the Mill Spouse podcast will begin with a deployment series because my spouse is indeed deployed. He'll be gone for 12 months. I started recording this podcast series during month one and plan to chronicle the journey as I go. If you're looking for extra support, maybe your spouse is currently deployed, coming up, or this is just something you know you're gonna need preparedness in your tool belt for later, I've created a deployment support kit for you. It includes an emotional support checklist leading up to the day zero, how to prepare for the extra space coming your way, and how to find something to look forward to. This is a completely free resource, and you can find it at jaylaray.com forward slash deployment kit. I'll also include a link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Well, 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 look what I have here. It is an electric jellyfish IPA. And the reason I'm opening one up right now is because I have a story to tell about this beer. And it might seem really ridiculous. And if you saw this story play out on Instagram, maybe it gave you a chuckle. Maybe you didn't get it at all. But I will tell you after I take a sip. Okay, hopefully you couldn't hear me actually swallow the beverage because that actually drives me crazy. Okay, so we are two weeks down in our deployment and officially two weeks down, meaning that I am recording this two weeks from the day, from day zero. Um, And what transpired this week is that it finally hit us, we miss sex. (laughs) And I was wondering before he left, I was like, at what point are we going to miss this aspect of our relationship? At what point is it going to become clear to us that we are no longer in each other's physical presence and cannot show affection toward one another in that way? So apparently all it takes is about 10 or 12 days for us. And then that's what's on our minds. That's what we're thinking about. And without getting like too intimate here, I'll just say that that is an aspect of mine and my husband's relationship that has always been um, really, really strong and really important to us. Um, And I knew that I would struggle with this. not having sex for a year is a little, uh, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it. Let's just put it that way. So it finally hit us. (laughs) Um, And we're just going to move on now. We're going to talk about something else. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, 
back in Austin, we had, so we spent our couples trip. And if you want to go back on the previous episode, I talk a little bit about that trip, but I'll kind of give a synopsis again here. We went to Austin um, over 4th of July weekend on a couples trip, knowing that that was really our last opportunity to spend one-on-one time with each other. Um, It was the weekend after uh, dropping off the kids back at their mom's house. Um, And fun fact, we actually originally planned to go to Mexico, and then it just became clear that planning the logistics of that was just going to be too much after doing a road trip with the, with the kids and going to multiple places. So we just decided to keep it simple and drive an hour and a half up the road and go to a city that we both love so much and wanted to spend more time in. Um, but then the pandemic hit. So that was our first time that we got to stay a couple nights, do an overnight trip. And it was so, so fun and also so, so difficult. So go back and listen to that episode. But one of the cool things about the trip was that uh, we drank, first of all, we drank a lot. I'll just be real honest in saying that we, we were heavy drinkers that weekend. We were having a great time and we went to a little, um, a little bar and I mean, it wasn't a brewery, but it served like all local beer and It was one of the coolest places I've been to. It reminded me why I love craft beer so much. I actually haven't been drinking craft beer in like for the last few years. Um, I haven't really been into it. And I realized when I was in Austin, it's because I wasn't, I haven't lived in a place in the past few years where that is like a prominent part of the scene of like the downtown scene or however you want to put it. I've lived in places like Oregon and Colorado, which are like absolute meccas for craft beer. And so it just makes sense for that to be woven into the culture and and for it to be part of your drinking experience. So when we were in Austin, we were having lots of great beer. I, uh, while, uh, while my husband was (laughs) taking a nap in the middle of the day, because he's an old man and needed to take a break, I walked down the street to a local liquor store And they didn't have a huge selection, but I was looking at their IPAs and I was like, I don't know what any of these are. I don't know where any of them are made. I can tell that this one is local because it says Austin on it. Um, So we're just going to give it a shot. And it is the prettiest branded IPA can I've ever seen. It's called Electric Jellyfish. It's brewed by Pint House. Uh, The can is beautiful. If you want to check it out on Instagram, it's still saved in my highlights. Um, And I just, I I bought a four pack. I became obsessed with it. I love it so much. I then ordered it at that, um, at that place um, on draft, which was also really tasty. Um, And it became part of our experience in Austin because we were, we were bonding over, we were bonding over a drink and I, (laughs) Um, it led to a really tough conversation that we needed to have. And I remember drinking it at the time that we were having the conversation and it, though it was a difficult conversation and we were just kind of getting to the bottom of how we were feeling leading up to him leaving for this deployment, I, um, I really attached to it. I really thought like, this is, I'm going to drink this when I go back home to San Antonio. Um, 
So during week two, um, so this is a few weeks after that 4th of July weekend, I am at Specs, which is um, a local uh, uh, liquor store chain. Actually, I don't think it's just in Texas. It might be in a few other states. Um, sorry if I just offended anybody. <laughs> uh, but they have quite the beer selection. So I go into Specs. Um, I'm thinking I'm for sure going to find this beer and I don't find it anywhere. And then I ask um, one of the cashiers and I have her look it up in the system because I was trying to look it up online while I was in the store and it wasn't clear, you know, if it was there or not. And she tells me, so it's not here at this location, but it's at another location. This other location is at least 45 minutes from me. Um, and that's like in a completely different city and it's actually more toward Austin. So I was like, okay, so I don't get my beer right now. But then I think I was like, well, um, I mean, what's stopping you from going on an adventure and going to get this beer this weekend? So I did that. I made a plan to go out to this liquor store so that I could get the beer. But before I did that, I did some diligent research. I looked up the distributor here in San Antonio. I found out why it's stocked at that liquor store so far away and not here. Um, the lovely person at a completely different liquor store chain gave me a lot of information that I really appreciated. So then I call this specs in the uh, opposite end city and I ask them, I'm like, I need to know that you have this in stock because I live far away and I'm not going to come out and get super disappointed that it's not here. So he goes and he checks in the back and he's like, I'm looking at three cases. It's here. It's like, oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> so I get in my car. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm thinking, oh, it's a Saturday. Like there's not going to be traffic. Uh, there was so much traffic. Google kept updating uh, the amount of time I was going to spend in the car. And it kept changing every two minutes. It kept saying 45 minutes, 47 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And it just kept going back and forth. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we're really in this adventure now. Um, we're really committing, even though I seriously did think about turning around and saying, you know what, I could go, I could go tomorrow. It's probably not going to be as bad traffic. And I was like, no, we're doing this. We're committed. I also stopped at Bucky's, which is a local um, uh, gas station chain here in Texas. It's so much more than a gas station though. They have all of their own like branded snacks and foods and they sell um, sandwiches and fudge and all kinds of stuff. And it's just like a really popular place here in Texas. And I've grown to also really like it, um, but it's on the way to this journey out to a completely different city and I'm looking for it. I'm like, okay, it should be coming up soon. Like, where's the billboard? Where is the Bucky's billboard? Um, and while I'm on the way, I'm also video chatting with my husband because that was the, that's like the perfect time of day for him to talk, even though it really doesn't work for me during the week because I'm typically working. So I'm trying to take advantage of talking to him, but not being too distracted. I was in like a stop go situation on the freeway. So I felt like it was a little bit safer. Um, I was acutely aware of how much data I was using. Then I got a notice from our, you know, Verizon or whatever it is. And they're like, Hey, you're almost out of data. And I'm like, cool. This happens literally every month because <laughs> it just does. <laughs> 
So I stop at Bucky's. I get a treat. I get some shorts that have the Bucky's logo on it. I'm feeling really, really good. I get to the liquor store. I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the moment. This is the moment. I walk in, I find it right away. And they don't sell it in six packs. They sell it in four packs. Um, there's a reason for that. They are 6.5 alcohol percentage. So they're not the highest IPA out there, but they're definitely on the higher scale. It's also not cheap, but I fill my cart <laughs> with four, four packs. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. Cause I probably sound like an alcoholic, but in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is so far away. So we're just going to stock up. We're just going to spend the money now. And then we're going to savor these and really enjoy them. And I just became obsessed with the whole process of getting this beer. And I kept thinking, you know, it's gonna feel really great when you get back home, you can hop in the pool, you can float around and you can drink electric jellyfish. It's all going to be worth it. So I go up to the cashier and I'm like, hey, do you have more of this in stock actually? He's like, I could go check. I was like, well, I'll take two more four packs if you have them. And then he brings them out. He rings me up and he's like, he's all, what are you, what are you buying this for? <laughs> and I'm that type of person when a random cashier or random person asks me a question, I have a really hard time narrowing my response because I want to give this entire backstory as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I refrained and I just said, well, you're the only liquor store closest to me that actually sells this beer. And so I'm just getting a lot now so that I don't have to come back. And he's like, oh, so I should get you two more four packs is what you're saying. And I was like, no, 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 don't give me more. This just looks really bad. And he's like, well, aren't you going to have a party or something? <laughs> and I was like, it's a solo party. It's, it's a solo party in my backyard <laughs> floating around in my pool. So we'll just stick with the six four packs. Thank you so much. <laughs> So I leave and on my way home, I stopped and got a burger at P Terry's, which is another like local, um, it's basically like In-N-Out burger, um, but it's like Texas's version of In-N-Out. And um, I'm sorry if I upset anyone in saying this, but I actually love In-N-Out so much more. And this, this experience confirms that. Although I wish I could take P Terry's fries and then have an In-N-Out burger. That's what I and then take the sauce from each of them. Like that's kind of what I, I wish for, but of course that is not a thing. Um, so I drive home, I get, you know, I get ready to get in the pool. I get the music all set up. I get the umbrella over the chair and I'm like, oh, I'm finally gonna have my beer. This is gonna be so amazing. And then I start bawling, like uncontrollably crying while drinking the beer and floating in the pool um, because it, then it just hit me that, you know, I wasn't going through all of this trouble for a beer. I was going through all of this trouble to have my access point to this memory of Austin, of us together in Austin again. And it felt like the most tangible thing for me to get there and to relive it because I was really, really starting to miss him. Um, so if... <laughs> If you saw all of that on Instagram, or if you want to go back and watch the highlight, just know that it's less to do with what it's less to do with what I will do for alcohol and more to do with me wanting to relive a memory because I'm really, really missing him now. Um, 
and I do wish that you were here and I wish we could share a beer together um, and have, and just have a conversation in person. So that's something that happened. And I, I think what I learned from that was just that you can choose to make something into an adventure if you would like to, when your spouse is not around. I mean, to some people driving out of their way to go and pick something up and like creating this whole like mess and then getting stuck in traffic and like stopping along the way. And like, it sounds like it's just too much trouble, but I really made it into an adventure. I really tried to make it as exciting as humanly possible. And I think there was something freeing about that. There was something really nice about getting to execute a plan exactly how I imagined it without input from someone else. And I don't know, I'm just trying to see, I'm just trying to see the beauty in it, I guess. Um, I I got to do it exactly as I wanted to. And I, I think there's something beautiful about that. Um, So if you're, if you're alone and your spouse is deployed, I mean, I would encourage you to, to make things into an adventure when you can to make them feel more fun. Like what would make this experience more enjoyable for me? Um, If you're out there and you have kids and choosing to like make something into an adventure with them when maybe it's like a really mundane thing, it's probably something you're already used to doing as a parent. But I I mean, I would encourage you to think of yourself in those cases too, and and take a moment to think like, what would make this more fun for me and not just the kids? What would make this enjoyable? What would make this, um, this task or this errand feel, um, feel like I'm getting closer to something and not, you know, doing something that could be construed as annoying, I guess. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I am keeping up with my, uh, the, um, what it's not a daisy chain. What is it? It's a chain. It's a deployment countdown chain, you know, that you make like for kids, but it's the deployment version. Um, it's a free resource from Brave Crate. If you're out there and you want a way to use uh, markers and milestones throughout the deployment, I do like highly recommend it because it has little prompts on each of the days. Um, and he's going to be gone for 12 months. So I only have a month's worth printed out right now, but I'll probably continue to use it as a resource um, throughout the months. Um, that was a piece of advice I received from a couple of different military spouses actually was like, you need a way to count down time um, physically, like a physical representation of counting down time aside from just looking at a calendar. Um, Cause there's something, uh, there's something about, you know breaking off a chain and like throwing it on the floor or throwing it in the trash and saying, okay, we're like, we're one more day down um, and we're getting closer to you know, closer to the end. Um, I, I think that's easy for me to say only two weeks in, and I'll recognize that when I'm like three months in, I might feel very, very differently about that deployment countdown chain. I might think like, okay, this is actually more, um, harmful than it is helpful to me right now. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm ready for that to come. I, I think that feeling will come. I think it will feel like, it's too long. It's too, it's too, um, it's being like dragged out and 
just feeling a little bit out of control with like the number of days that are passing, I'm sure that will happen. So for right now, it feels really supportive. It feels really good. So if you need something to help you um, as like a physical marker of time passing, that's something I recommend. Um, so go check it out on bravecrates.com. Um, they'll just have a little pop-up and you can download it for free. Okay, well, um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to really cover for week two. Um, week one was incredibly challenging, not just because he left and it was the first week, but because it was one of the most challenging work weeks I've ever had. Um, update on that during week two, things started to feel a little bit better, a little bit lighter. Um, I will say that I'm in like a very, very heavy work period right now. And preparing for this podcast to be released out into the world is definitely helping me to focus on more than work and to not just work all the time because I have the space and um, the, the space and time to do so because I'm in charge of my schedule and like, you know, I don't have my husband at home asking like, Hey, when are we going to hang out? Right. <laughs> it's great to have your own time and space. And also um, I'm looking for other things to fill it so that I don't just completely become a workaholic and swing right into those old habits. Um, so yeah. All right, y'all. Well, I think I'll end here. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and definitely check things out as they're progressing over on Instagram, uh, mill.spouse, and I'll see you later. Bye.